or maybe you're a first responder, rescue team, firefighter, paramedic, you name it, you need to know about this equipment. So SAT123.com, folks. Welcome back to the Sheriff Mack Show, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a sad day in the Republic. They have literally gone in the 2020 elections debating if we had enough evidence, claiming we make this, we say this, we do this, we without evidence. Now they literally commit crimes in public. We'll get to that in minutes, but we'd like to welcome Sheriff Richard Mack. Uh, and he's got a quote from his Supreme Court case that kind of is relevant for today. Sheriff, welcome. Yeah, I'll say it is, Sam. Thank you so much uh, for having me on my oh on my own show. <laughs> oh, good point. It's yeah, great to be like that. It's great to be with you on Liberty Roundtable too. I, I appreciate you simulcasting this, and appreciate all the work you're doing. Uh, yes, Sam. I have another amazing quote. I do not believe I've given this one before. In fact, I'm pretty sure I have not. Uh, but again, um, Scalia is quoting the Federalist Papers and Madison. Uh, and uh, here he goes after quoting uh, several of these uh, foundational documents and founding fathers. He says this, quote, The Constitution thus contemplates that a state's government will represent and remain accountable to its own citizens, end quote. Uh, that's exactly what we're talking about today. Where are the governments in Arizona and across this country that remain accountable to its own citizens, to their own citizens? This is uh, another a piece of evidence from the most miraculous and powerful Tenth Amendment decision in the history of America, the Mac Prince case. And again, we recommend that everybody go to our website at CSPOA.org and, and get this little document. Very inexpensive. costs like $3 or you get multiple copies. You should be passing this around to your public officials, your county commissioners, your sheriffs, and, and town councilmen, anybody. It doesn't matter what government they work for. They need to know about this decision. Uh, again, it says, the Constitution thus contemplates that a state's government or those of their political subdivisions, cities, counties, states, everybody, will re will represent and remain accountable to its own citizens. Amazing. And you say, where are they? They're derelict in their duty. They are not to be had in Arizona and or around the country. Sad to say, I've got a quote of my own. It's not really my quote, but I'm going to quote it as my own right now. And it says this, a government big enough to give you everything you want is also big enough to take everything you have. And you know what they've done, Sheriff Mack? They have taken our elections and they have shredded yes. them. Uh, we have gone from, they used to do it in secret for decades and decades and decades. We put together a historical a relevance video from the CSPOA that we showed last July at our press conference highlighting the history of election fraud in America. This is nothing new. It's been going on forever. But they've gone from election fraud in the shadows in secret <clears throat> to then, well, not admitting it, debating on if we had evidence or not. 
to now mm-hmm. it's much, much worse. So Cochise County, Arizona, which is in what, the southeast corner of the state? Yes, it's just south of my county, Graham County. It's the only county that separates us from the border. All right, so it's a border county as well. But Cochise County, Arizona, the Board of Supervisors now, refused to certify the election results. Now, members of the panel there said there's not really any issues with the count and or problems in the vote in their spot, but they are literally protesting, saying there are problems in other counties, and we can't in good faith certify with that in mind. Now, that's one battleground, if you will, but it gets worse. Because in Mojave County, Republican supervisors delayed a vote to certify the election, knowing there was problems, but then they backtracked and they certified the vote anyway. And you go, well, wait a minute, why were they delaying and why were they backtracking? Well, I think we've got a video that sums it all up. Mr. Ron Gould uh, is in charge there, and he says that he was threatened with arrest if he doesn't vote to certify the Mojave County, Arizona vote. Well, wait a minute. You say he's in charge. uh, Is he the chairman of the Board of Supervisors in in Mojave County? I think so. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's on the board. They say he's forced to go along with this. Let's let's play a video, hear his own statements, then we'll talk about it. Here is Ron Gould. Um, I vote I under duress. Um, I found out today that I have no choice but to vote aye or I'll be arrested and charged with a felony. Um, I don't think that that is what our founders had in mind when they used the democratic process to elect our leaders, our form of self-government. I find that very disheartening. With your vote of four ayes and zero nays, you've approved item 1B. Anything else for the good of the order? We're adjourned. Sheriff, I'm going to let you respond first to this. You have been a sitting sheriff. You've been a police officer for a long time. You've taken your cases all the way to the Supreme Court. This guy's literally saying publicly, I vote I under duress. Sheriff? There's so many different facets to this, Sam, uh, that it's quite astonishing. Uh, First of all, uh, the other members right then should have uh, declined to accept his vote. Uh, they should have asked for a criminal investigation as to what he was talking about. Um, they should have asked him to expose who made that threat to him. Uh, and the other, the, the other thing I would first say is he should have just waited and got. He should have voted no and wait to get arrested. Arrest me. Uh, he should have said I was threatened with arrest. Therefore, if I voted no. Therefore, I am voting no, and I'm asking for whoever threatened me, whether I don't care where it came from, he can say who it was or not say who it was, that he's asking for that person or persons to come and arrest him. At that point also, Sam, the Secretary of State, who is in charge of elections in Arizona, one Katie Hobbs, uh, who um, is running... <laughs> and who or literally who certified her own election. Governor yeah, is certifying her own election. And and she should have been doing something about that to make sure that uh, she was at arm's length, that her conflict of interest had no bearing on any of this. And she should have come forward and, and told 
uh, Mr. Gould, G-O-U-L-D, she should have told him, you do not vote under duress. Uh, that is illegal. That is wrong. It's immoral. And we will investigate this. And I am calling for the sheriff of Mojave County, Sheriff Schuster, uh, to get off his uh, butt and to go uh, find out what happened on this. I fear that the threat may have come from Sheriff Schuster. I pray that that's not the case. Nevertheless, uh, Mr. Gold is announcing to the world that he was threatened. This is a crime. It should be investigated. And, and look, nobody's saying anything about this except Brighty on TV, Sheriff Max Show, and Liberty Roundtable with Sam Bushman. Folks, this is a crime. It's a serious crime. If he can commit a felony by not voting, uh, yes, then what did he do voting under duress and voting yes? Someone has committed a crime. In his, in Mr. Gould's defense here, at least he's coming out publicly. He could have quietly voted yes, not explained right. the reasons, which that's why we need whistleblowers. I believe this is happening right. in more places than just this county, Mojave County, uh, Arizona. He had the guts to put it on the record that he was voting under duress. So on, you know, there's different things he could do and which is the best answer. I don't know, but standing up is the answer. And he did stand up. We got to give him a kudos and a shout out. Uh, for that. Now, whether he voted no and got arrested, whether he voted no and challenged them, whether he said, I'm going to abstain from the vote then, uh, you're not going to force me to vote under duress, so I just won't vote at all. I have the right not to vote um, uh, or abstain from the vote, or if I vote yes under duress. There's a lot of ways you could go on this, but the fact is he's stood up now. Of course. And he said, look. Of course. Okay. And so to me, Sheriff, why are we even having these votes to certify an election? If you're forced to vote under duress, yes, so it's certified, <laughs> exactly. then why vote at all, yeah. Sheriff? Why don't we just say everybody already voted yes? You might think you voted no, but you voted yes. We're going to just under duress. Why even do a vote? Why not just take everybody's, you know, you already voted yes. Um, this is the problem in America. So that's why I started out the show saying we first debated evidence. Now you literally have a guy saying, I would have voted no. And the other question is how many other members would have voted no, who aren't willing to speak out like he is, but feel the same way. So we've got a big problem here, criminal activity happening. Uh, but again, we also know that Arizona, because this is only, you know, we talked about two counties. We talked about this Cochise County that was going to vote no and then reversed track or changed their whatever you want to call it. They refused to certify, and then they uh, turned in and said, hey. So one county says we're not going to do it at all. That's Cochise County. The Mojave County said we were going to not do it, but now we're going to change and we're going to force this guy under duress to go along. How many counties are in Arizona, Sheriff? Fifteen. Fifteen? So yes. you've got two out of 15 that are debating this right now. Then you've got the third, the biggest county, Maricopa mm -hmm. County, Arizona, where most of the problems are taking place. Now, people aren't literally saying uh, they won't certify it there. They literally certified it. But now people are having a problem with this, a big problem. Mm -hmm. So Bill Gates, that's not the Bill Gates, the software guy. That's a different guy. Okay, Bill Gates in Arizona. Bill Gates. He's chair. He's the county. Go ahead. He's the chair of the county commission in, Mar in Maricopa. 
That's right. He's also chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Confirmed that he was moved to a secure, safe location for safety reasons, amid security reasons, in connection with the certification of the elections. So now you've got three counties here. The biggest county, where the supervisor had to be moved for security reasons, where Mm -hmm. people are speaking out. Here is a citizen. We're ready for the second video now, Hunter. Uh, The second video highlights a citizen who speaks out boldly. Here's what she has to say. My name is Kathy Roscoe. I live in Maricopa County. I came here today to get an up-close and personal look at the seven traitors to the United States Constitution. Okay, again, please. sitting at that desk. You were set to receive a subpoena this morning at 9.30. What did you do? You called your meeting for 8 a.m. What are you hiding? I will not repeat your election crimes. I will just say, not certifying the machines constitutes a form of interference. And in case no one has enlightened you people, interference in an election in the United States of America, Mr. Gates, is a capital offense. It's considered treason, punishable by the death penalty. So it's obvious why you, Hobbs, and Deep State Ducey are desperate to keep your cronies in office. Our country indeed has a pandemic of suspect illegally elected officials and their self-appointed bureaucrats who think they do not have to do their jobs, yet stay on the government payroll. You are openly and arrogantly violating your oath of office. We want a new 2022 state election not run by the people at this desk or Katie Hobbs. 75% of the citizens who went to vote stated that they were downright angry about the trajectory of the country, yet the foreign-owned mainstream media claims that we are evenly divided. That gives you plenty of cover to go in a back room and print as many ballots as you need to CYA. I will just say this. The voting booth is supposed to be your time is a up. time for a peaceful revolution. Those who make your, your peaceful time. revolution impossible make violent revolution necessary. Your, your time is up. And, and again, uh, I just want to clarify it. All right. There you have it, Sheriff. And I want to make a couple statements, then I want you to rock and roll on this point. Kathy is, <laughs> from what I understand, is a citizen. Uh, the citizens get, what, two minutes to say kind of what they want to, and then they got to step down. She made some claims about treason. I don't know that I go as far as treason yet because we need more evidence for that. She's entitled to her opinion on that. But her point really? about, you know what, we want a peaceful revolution, this peacefully. And when you have literally three counties in Arizona out of 15, that's 20%. And the biggest county, Maricopa County, has a lot of problems with it. I mean, you've got the Katie Hobbs. Carrie Lake discussion, too close to count, too close where you ought to have a recount at the least. Uh, you got lawsuits left and right. You've got questionable uh, machines, whether they were certified or not by a legitimately certified company. 
Uh, you've got uh, Carrie Lake explaining that, you know what, 33% of the uh, machines had problems. A lot of voters got turned away, so they were disenfranchised. Many of them would have had Carrie Lake win the election. So when you have a lot of elections that, that the outcome could be changed, their, their claim in 2020 was, well, it will never make a difference on Donald. He wouldn't have won anyway. Okay, but now we're talking about elections that blatantly will matter, do matter, uh, in several counties, uh, like the Cochise County, if they, you know, sustain from this, it might turn out that a Democrat wins instead of a Republican. And I don't have the names in front of me for that, but that, that's the claim in the news articles. Now you got Carrie Lake literally uh, with um, lawsuits. Uh, you've got um, the county commissioner guy, the head of this supervisory committee or whatever, literally running uh, away and hiding. You've got, okay, this point that this lady made at the end about peaceful revolution versus you know, a violent revolution. I, right. I don't want to get into that because I'm always for peace, Sheriff. I don't want to get into that now. But I will say this. If we're not very careful, her statements will be prophetic. If they continue to insist on election fraud in America, they will eventually trigger a revolution. I don't want one, but I'm telling you it's starting in Arizona. This dog-eat-dog idea where the citizens are against the government and the deep state government is against the citizens – um, this will eventually trigger more than we want, Sheriff. We have got to have accountability here somewhere. And people are asking us all over the country, where are the sheriffs? Well, most of them yeah. are derelict in their duty is the bottom line. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. Uh, and we can't get them to do much about it. When we call them to come on the TV with us, they say they're too busy. They have meetings. Oh, they can't do this. Oh, they can't do that. Oh, they now we're debating, hey, who threatened this guy, uh, Ron? Uh Ron Gould, who threatened him for arrest? We need to get all this stuff on the table, and we need to see where the sheriff stands there. That's what the CSPA does best, is kind of vet this stuff, figure out where we are. But sheriffs are derelict in their duty. We called last July for sheriffs to be on the alert for this. Now we have public crimes. But no one seems to be concerned, Sheriff. Well, certainly you're not going to have a sheriff in Maricopa County that's concerned. He's bought and paid for by George Soros. He's doing exactly what George Soros wants him to do. Uh, and, and so, uh, Sheriff Penzone, uh, he's going to be a corrupt, uh, party partisan, uh, hack, uh, for the Democrats. Uh, he's in, uh, the pocket with, with uh, uh, Katie Hobbs, uh, and the other Democrats who are, uh, winning now. And so th- they've accomplished what they set out to accomplish. And that is to get the Trump endorsed candidates to lose. Uh, that is what their main goal was in this entire election nationwide. Uh, it, it, uh, their best part of this, their best success in, uh, beating Trump was in Arizona. Uh, and so it, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's happening. Now, one thing about the sheriffs, Sam, and you know that I feel the same way you do. I, uh, abhor violence. I hate seeing the violence by the federal government. I hate seeing the uh, violence by BLM and Antifa. And I hate seeing the uh, violence that uh, happened on January 6th. What I really hate the most is that uh, the sheriffs refuse to prevent the violence. I have said this in our seminars, in our conferences, our conventions. I've said it on your show numerous times. If the people of this country get so frustrated and so abused 
that they have no place else to turn. There's no alternative. There's no solution. There's no place to turn for peace and safety and liberty and American ideals. If those are destroyed and stolen from the American people, this movement will not remain peaceful. The sheriffs of this country can investigate everything we've talked about nationwide. Sheriff Schuster in Mojave County can and should be investigating the crime that was announced yesterday by Mr. Gould. Now, let These me stop crimes you right should be there. investigated by the AG as well. Let me stop you right there, Sheriff. And when we, when we talk about Mr. Gould's example, we are beyond a sheriff saying, well, I don't really think there's merit here, or I don't feel like I want to investigate this one. A lot of people have come to us and said, doesn't the sheriff have to investigate? And you and I generally say the answer is no. The sheriff needs to just kind of evaluate it and determine for himself if he thinks it's warranted or not. He has that latitude. But I think when you have a public crime committed such as this, I don't know that the sheriff has the latitude just to dismiss it while keeping his oath of office, Sheriff. Well, no, he doesn't uh, because uh, most of them don't keep their oaths of office. Most of them don't know and understand what the oath of office means. None of them, uh, very few of them, have ever read the Constitution. And if they have, they haven't tried to really understand it and, and dissect it to the point where they apply it to their own job. So, yeah, it, it's a scary situation uh, that a sheriff would decline to investigate this, especially after a, a public official has announced that he has been threatened in uh, in the commission of his job. The commission of his job, doing his job. He has been threatened not to do that. At the January 6th thing, they said that these people interfered with the congressional process. And, and yet they're saying nothing about uh, Mr. Gould's uh, reluctance uh, to vote. But he did because he said under duress. This is astonishing crime right in front of us. We've got more, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching the Sheriff Maxwell simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live. To get a copy of the summary of Sheriff Max's Supreme Court case win over Bill Clinton, cspoa.org. Become a member of the posse today on Brighteon TV. It just continues to get more and more maddening, more and more frustrating, which ignites the flame of the fire for this show to continue to fight. And Christopher Key is doing the same thing. This organization, Vaccine Police, I am proud to continue to support them, and I hope that you will too. Go to vaccine-police.com. He video documents everything as he's in the face of these hospital administrators that are killing your community members, your friends, your family, your relatives, uh, in the face of these petty tyrants on school boards, in the face of the... You know what he's doing? He's putting up billboards in major metropolitan areas, waking people up that otherwise would have no idea that these shots are dangerous and in many cases deadly. That information that Karen Kingston just brought us, that's the type of stuff that Christopher Key is sharing with the world. Please go support this organization. Go to vaccine-police.com. Look at the video documentation of everything this guy is doing. It's amazing. I applaud his efforts. He's a modern-day hero. He, There will be a statue of Christopher Key somewhere when this whole thing is over and we win this war. Please support that organization. Go to vaccine-police.com. Again, vaccine-police.com. Nearly all the vitamin C sold at retail today comes from China, and it's made from genetically modified corn. Even though vitamin C is a critical part of immune support, it's also critical to know where your vitamin C comes from. I'm Mike Adams, the founder of Brighteon and BrighteonStore.com. 
And we only sell non-China, non-GMO vitamin C. We then subject it to rigorous laboratory testing in our own food science lab, checking for heavy metals, glyphosate, as well as microbiological contamination. Only after it passes our tests do we encapsulate it and package it for our audience. You can find it at brighteonstore.com. It's not the cheapest vitamin C on the market, but it is by far the most rigorously tested and honestly sourced vitamin C available anywhere in the world. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at brighteonstore.com. For your support of this platform, use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com. Hi, I'm James Mundy with Liberty Monks Podcast. You can find us at www.LibertyMonks.com. We love watching uncensored truth, and that's what you get when you go to Brighteon. Amazing people at Brighteon, but you get uncensored information, and you get the truth there, and that's why we're huge fans of Brighteon Network. Hello, this is Dr. Judy Mikevitz, and I just so appreciate Mike Adams and Brighty on TV and giving us a voice back as he's um, provided us the opportunity to talk. And we're coming here from Mannheim, Pennsylvania, and the Clay Clark Reawaken America. So thank you, Brighty on TV, and Mike, appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, in two short years, we have literally gone from them claiming we don't have any evidence whatsoever to Bill Gates, chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, literally going into hiding, ladies and gentlemen. We literally have Ron Gould threatened with arrest if he doesn't vote to certify Mojave County Arizona vote. If you don't vote yes to the certification, regardless of your concerns, uh, your evidence, your. But there's also something there, Sam. Let me interrupt you. Uh, there's wow. something there, too. Yes. Well, first of all, I thought there were five county commissioners or board members of the Board of Supervisors. They said there was only four that voted. Uh, usually you either have three Board of Supervisors or five or seven, as does. Uh, Maricopa County. So they never mentioned who wasn't there that day uh, unless they've got it down to four for some reason. You have to have five so you can always have uh, a, a, not a tie vote. An odd number, a tiebreaker, so to speak. Right, exactly. An- another thing uh, there is th- they, this whole thing was uh, an attack at Maricopa County level by the Attorney General of the state of Arizona. Now, I always thought he was a little bit of a do-nothing, uh, that he didn't get involved in this entire process enough from the get-go two years ago. Uh, and so yet now he has written a letter detailing all the crimes that Maricopa County Board of Supervisors committed. And I think we have that letter 
uh, to post right now, don't we? All right, I think he's working on putting it up there. Okay. Let's, but this oh, letter yeah. okay, highlights the problem, Sheriff. Yeah, yeah. It, okay, so this is from this is from uh, Tom Liddy, who is actually the son of G. Gordon Liddy, who is the chief uh, uh, of the uh, of the election fraud department uh, under the uh, uh, attorney general's office. The attorney general is actually writing this to Mr. Liddy, Elections Integrity Unit. He is in charge of the Elections Integrity Unit for the attorney general's office. So here is Vernovich, the uh, county attorney, I mean the attorney general for the state of Arizona, who goes through this. And go ahead and scroll, keep scrolling down, uh, Hunter. He said, Election Day Ballot On-Demand Printer Configuration Settings. They were off. They were wrong. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Next page here we have, uh, based on the plethora of reports, hundreds, if not thousands of reports from election workers, poll observers, and voters combined in Maricopa County. And then they go, he keeps going. He details these crimes. Keep going down. The, 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 the election day checkout procedures we're in violation of law and keep going down. This is from the attorney general of the, of the, of Arizona, the head law enforcement officer of the entire state ballots deposited in door, door three and statutorily required election board closeout duties. So then he goes on through and he details how commingling ballots is illegal and he, he talks about all the laws being committed broken by the county of maricopa in fact maricopa county uh door three uh said that he they commingled ballots that hadn't been counted with ones that had illegal and then these machines not working that is all election fraud okay so then at the end look he wrote uh, the assistant attorney general has been right, Jennifer Wright doing this on behalf of Vernovich, who ran for U.S. Senate and lost in the primary. Arizonans deserve a full report and accounting of the myriad problems that occurred in relation to Maricopa County's administration of the 2022 general election. As the canvas is looming and those Issues relate to Maricopa County's ability to lawfully certify election results. The unit requests a response to the aforementioned issues on or before Maricopa County submits its official canvas to the state, to the Secretary of State, who is Katie Hobbs, which must occur on or before November 28, 2022. So here we go. And Maricopa County, once again, and that lady was absolutely correct, saying how arrogant these people are, because Sam, just as you're pointing out on this entire show, this is Maricopa County Board of Supervisors committing a crime and shoving it in the face of all Arizonans and all Americans. We don't care what you say or what evidence you have. We're sticking to our agenda. We're sticking to what we've done. We haven't done anything wrong. 
Sounds like Lois Lerner from uh, uh, the the IRS, the head of the IRS. IRS. I haven't yeah. done anything wrong. I'm leaving. You know. So well, Sam, you know what it this reminds is me of, sir. That is Zenith. These are these are all crimes. Clinton, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I, it's it a depends on what it is. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And then he goes, indeed I did, having an inappropriate, you know, okay? <laughs> this is what we're talking about, this comparison. They're lying through their teeth. When you literally have public knowledge via mainstream press that 31% of the machines had problems. When you have vote watchers, vote counters, vote people claiming, look, I saw these ballots being taken off somewhere in some weird box that's not standard, not normal, custody of votes are violated. You have them saying, look, they had machines the night before that they claimed were certified that the next day didn't work. They had other machines that were claimed certified but didn't work in the testing the night before but still used right. during the election. You now have this letter of concern. You have two counties that are really having a problem with this. You've got this guy who, if he doesn't vote yes to certify, what, he's going to get arrested? We have, I mean, how many more problems can you point to, Sheriff? To the point where many are saying, hey, we need to redo this whole election. But you know what they say? We don't care. Right. You guys are just crazy. No. Yeah. You guys are just conspiracy, yeah. wacko. Cra they will create a revolution if they keep this up. This one guy went into hiding already, Bill Gates, Sheriff, because of this. Now, I'm not yeah. defending people making this guy go into hiding. And I'm not saying that's acceptable behavior. What I'm saying, though, is if you continue to disenfranchise people, what do we have left? If we can't go to the courts for a redress of grievance. If you can't go to Congress for a redress of grievance, you can't vote. Yeah. Okay. You can't go to your sheriff or your executive branch because he'll just simply go, well, golly, I don't, I don't, I don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole. It's too political. You know, you're I'm leaving busy. the people with nowhere to go, sheriff. And I'm telling That's you, right. this will not go well. This is not a, a desired outcome. This is a concerned warning. That, folks, you cannot do this to the American people forever. You cannot disenfranchise them. This letter, I don't see how with that letter, how you can certify the election, Sheriff. When you know publicly either. that 31% exactly of the machines have a problem, we're not without evidence this time or even debatable about evidence this time. Right. When publicly right. the mainstream press says 31% of the machines had problems, when you have election officials all over the place saying, wait a minute, something doesn't smell right in Denmark, so to speak, and then you have this letter, how can you in good faith certify that election and then go along and force people with arrest if they don't go along? Uh, Sheriff, we're beyond evidence, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we are. We're now talking about um, uh, universal corruption. We're talking about conspiracies. Uh, this is definitely a conspiracy happening to Mr. Gold. Uh, he, he is saying that he was threatened. Well, if they already have a, a, a majority that are voting to certify the election, why do we need his vote? Why, why waste any time on him? Or did they not know if they had everybody else? Or did they threaten somebody else also? And those people didn't come out uh, publicly as did uh, Mr. Gould. So you got to ask that question. There's one other thing that people need to remember about Maricopa County. Stephen Richard, uh, the Maricopa County recorder in charge of the election for the county. He had a lot of different problems. 
One of them is that he was supporting the Democrat against the uh, Republican uh, in in the Secretary of State election. So uh, they need to come forward about uh, where they donated money and so on and so forth, especially uh, Mr. Bill Gates. Mr. Bill Gates had a uh, pro-progressive uh, pact that he was part of, uh, again, supporting uh, never Trumpers uh, or uh, Democrats. So there's, there's a lot of conflict of interest in there. However, remember, Stephen Richer announced publicly seven or eight weeks ago that he was distributing through the mail 1.8 million ballots that had to be signed and then returned to be a valid ballot, to be a valid vote, vote by the people that turn them in, that mail them back in, or that walk them back in. Doesn't matter. Then he has to have hundreds and hundreds of people verifying that the signature is similar on the ballot to that of the signature of the people who registered to vote to begin with. What happened to that? How did they do that? They're not talking about that at all, Sam. How did they verify with lay people that the signatures matched? I can tell you as a detective that handled that sort of crime, forgery on names, uh, on checks and others, that it's not that easy to do. And, and it actually can take days to do that. But these people did it all within a matter of days. 1.8 million of them. No, Sam. No. Sorry. See, this is unacceptable, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we're going to call this in my show notes. It's the AGO letter to Maricopa County, Arizona, regarding the 2022 General Election Administration. Right? That's what right. this letter is. Uh, yes. And I bring this up, folks, is that's what you need to look for in order to get a copy of this for yourself. But uh, it should be sent. I mean, it relates to Maricopa County, but doesn't it relate to all the counties in Arizona, really? Because the issues are the same if we're going to talk about the General Election Commission. Right, Sheriff? Now the AG has to come up with another letter to the Sheriff of uh, Mojave County and ask him to investigate the crime as uh, explained and announced uh, by a, a member of the Board of Supervisors of Mojave County. And and I believe that I will call the Sheriff's Office and ask him uh, to conduct that investigation myself. Amen to that. We'll give you update on the results, ladies and gentlemen. There's an article in WorldNet Daily or WND.com right now written by Art Moore. It's a very good article about this, but it says Maricopa County certifies elections after irate citizens testify of vote suppression. If you certify today, the only thing you will be certifying is your corruption. Republican <laughs> gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake even spoke out about this. She lost to Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. Now, this is what's interesting. That's a conflict of interest for Katie. Again, more evidence of election fraud. You can't claim that's not a conflict of interest. But she lost by less than 18,000 votes. That's according to the, quote, official count, they say. Um, Katie charged that voting tabulator and printing malfunctions suppressed the vote on Election Day. Uh, and it messed up the vote when most of her voters planned to cast their ballots in person so that fraud wouldn't occur. 
Well, Charlie Kirk, founder of the uh, Conservative Turning Point USA, spoke out about this via media. Uh, he sent it out. He sent out a tweet on Twitter. Thank you, Elon Musk. <laughs> that based on the testimony on Monday of all these people, that it's very safe to assume that among listen 223 polling centers in the county of Maricopa, of Maricopa, 200 people per polling center were disenfranchised, Sheriff. That's a total of 44,600 votes that were not among those who were counted. 70% of those were likely voted Republican. That alone would put Carrie Lake over the top, and she would have won. So now we're talking about they don't have the claim that it wouldn't affect the outcomes. They don't have the claim that we have no evidence. You know what their claim is now, Sheriff? No. Use the F word and then say you. They don't care. We're going to commit fraud in your face. And if you don't stand up for it, that's going to be the model across the country. Well, I call that giving giving the voters and giving the people the, the, the finger. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I just – it's so arrogant. And it's – uh, such a, a dereliction of duty. They don't even recognize there is a duty. They're all about a political agenda. This is all about uh, going after Donald Trump, and it's also going after uh, it's it's the continual and eternal Democrat versus Republican fight. And a lot of the Republicans, the rhinos that they've been called for decade, decades now, th- those people also have sided with the Democrat and the Democrat agenda. And because when they cheat, they don't want to be accused of it either. Uh, and so you do have Republicans and Democrats alike on the Maricopa County Board that are joining forces with each other to certify an election that the Attorney General has said has been uh, saturated with criminal activity. So they want that explained. All they have to do is explain what the AG said in that letter and explain it. Explain it to the American people. Explain it to your constituents. I think that we said here, Sam, that uh, the Constitution contemplates that a state's government will represent and remain accountable to its own citizens. Well, are they or aren't they? No, they're not. They are accountable. They are duty-bound, according to their agenda, to support the Democrat initiative, to support the power grab of the Democrats and certify elections that they don't know uh, uh, how they happened. And all we know is that laws were broken, according to the Attorney General's office, laws were broken, and they need to explain that, how they were not. And they are not going to. They just said, we didn't do anything wrong. And they march on. Gosh, I'm telling you, Sheriff, this will lead to revolution if this kind of stuff is allowed to stand. Arizona, one of the key I'm swing states. He was right. Where where are we going to go with this? Because I don't want violence. I don't want a revolution like this. What I really want to do is use the checks and balances that made America great. I want to have a peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. I don't want what they're forcing to happen. But when you literally hide public officials, when you literally get the American people this outraged to where they want to bring guns <laughs> to monitor election ballot boxes that are stuffed full with fraud 
We literally have video of it in 2,000 mules. We literally make a claim that a communist Chinese leader stored our election data on communist Chinese servers. We literally claim it. They mock us. He gets arrested, and then they, what, just release him? <laughs> okay, and they throw Catherine Engelbrecht in jail. Then they literally have this plexiglass thing where they can watch her get undressed and take a shower and use the restroom and all this kind of stuff. Folks, they are trying to force war on us. We need to not take the bait. We need to remain peaceful, but we better stand up for accountability because if we don't this time, Sheriff, when they commit this fraud, these criminal activities in your face, this is not debatable anymore. But if we let this stand, that's the pattern for the nation. I'm sorry to tell you that, Sheriff, but that's the pattern. They're just going to basically give you the burden and just say, you know, we don't care what you think. We have devolved into a third world country with this, Sheriff. Yeah, it, it really is. And uh, yeah, it, it, it uh, it's that bad. And it's it's embarrassing and it's a shame uh, and that we have devolved uh, to such uh, debauchery and debaseness. Uh, it's so dishonest. It's so corrupt. And Sam, I've been saying that on your show for how long? The corruption of this government uh, just keeps getting worse every year. We don't think it can get worse. We didn't think it could get worse than Obama. Uh, and he's still out there playing his cards uh, and like the hero, the hero that he and Bill Clinton were both heroes of the Democrats. And, and yet uh, the only thing that happens uh, with all of that is the destruction of our Constitution and the abuse of the American people and the theft of our uh, birthright and our stewardship is being stolen, just if you, as you have alluded to. It is being stolen by our own government, by these arrogant public officials, these criminals of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. And they'll probably all stay there because the Democrats control the vote in Maricopa County. And they know they can do whatever they want. They, they've gotten away with it before. And uh, so they know that they can just shove it in the face of the people that were there at that meeting yesterday. They don't care. Now, Sheriff, I know a lot of people are thinking that, you know, we, you and I, and Tanya and a few of us more at the CSPOA can literally stop all this fraud. And, folks, I want to highlight to you about power and authority for a minute because sheriffs do have authority to investigate election fraud. Most sheriffs in America today do not have the power. What, Sam, you say? I thought you said that. Yeah, I know what I said. The sheriff is the the um, lead executive in his county. There's no question. That's beyond debate. Sheriff Max Supreme Court case win proves it to you thugs who want to claim we say things without evidence. The court case proves it. Bill Clinton wanted to arrest Sheriff Mack. Never happened. If that's not proof enough, I don't know what is. I digress except to say this, Sheriff. The sheriff has authority given to him when he swears his oath and he is sworn in. That's the authority of the office. The power comes from the people. So if you live, let's just say, in Maricopa County, Arizona, how many people are there in that county? Seven million? Five million? Uh, Four and a half. All right, four and a half million people. And you've got, say, a thousand irate citizens. No offense, but you know what? You don't have enough to matter. And the sheriff only has power when we back the sheriff. 
Otherwise, the sheriff might just get arrested too, right? Hour one in the can. We're going to continue this discussion on the radio second hour. We've also got some solutions that I wrote up. We'll talk about those as well. They've literally committed fraud in your face, America. What are we going to do about it? Join the CSPOA today, CSPOA.org. God bless. Dad, can you make him stop? Honey, he needs to practice. He's been at it an hour. Well, just trying to be patient. Dad, it sounds like a cat calling for help or something. Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears. Not you, too. Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, how about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Maybe we could all just sneak out of the house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. And? We can make him practice with a sock. Well, I guess we'll have to get some ice cream. Did I hear someone say ice cream? Family, isn't it about time? Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing. Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, uh, where did all these cats come from? Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Next hour, we're going to get into these details. The details of what we can do about these uh, elections ourselves individually. But as I was mentioning on the TV right before we ended the, the TV portion of the show, look, the power of the sheriff comes from we the people. The authority of the sheriff comes from his election to office. All right. But look, he doesn't have any power if he stands all by himself. And let me give you proof to the point. One of our greatest sheriffs in my opinion, is a guy by the name of Darleaf. Sheriff Darleaf uh, is from Michigan, uh, and he is a real gentleman, and he has seen election fraud in his county. He is standing against it and willing to investigate. He's been investigating for a couple of years now, Sheriff, uh, and he has evidence, but all they do is ignore him and laugh at him and mock him and file lawsuits and, and, and harass the sheriff. Okay, so the sheriff can do a lot, and he has done a lot. But remember, there are three branches of government, not one. All right, the sheriff's not a king. I know they accuse us of claiming the sheriff's a king, but that's a lie. And if the DA will do nothing, and if the county commission will do nothing, the sheriff can't just act on his own like a dictator. <laughs> they claim we claim that, but that's a lie. We're telling you that can't happen, and it shouldn't happen. But look, if the people demand it in a given county, then you will see success. 
But if the people don't demand it and don't care, they leave the sheriff hung out to dry. Uh, sheriff Richard Mack, I want you to speak to that. If the people leave Darleaf hung out to dry in his county, there's only so much he as an individual can do. He doesn't have godlike authority. He's not a dictator. We never claimed he was. And if the people don't back the sheriff and give some mojo by replacing uh, their elected officials by, uh, you know, uh, protests and standing up enough to make a difference, it's not going to happen. The sheriff has authority, but he doesn't have the power. Sheriff Mack. No, good point. And, uh, you know, we certainly have uh, discussed that frequently, frequently as as well. Uh, The sheriff cannot do this unilaterally. He must have the people with him. He he must have other branches of government with him with within those checks and balances. As you just mentioned, there's reasons that there are three separate branches. The problem is that we've gotten really active on this is because the president has assumed the role of all three branches. And, and that's the problem. The president has assumed and stolen far too much power. It's not just Biden. It's been happening for the last century uh, in America where we, we don't have to follow uh, the rules and set forth in the Constitution anymore. We can just violate this and go on because nobody's going to do anything about it. That's really where we've gotten a nationwide, Sam. We don't do anything about it when public officials do the wrong things, uh, take money or, or handle money in inappropriate ways or criminal ways. And now we have an entire board of supervisors violating the law right in front of everybody and arrogantly, you know, they'll call a meeting and let you say what you want because that makes it look like they're trying to be fair and open. But they're going to do exactly uh, the criminal behavior that uh, is detailed within that letter from the attorney general's office. And the attorney general asked them to explain these things. And they, what did they say? We haven't done anything wrong. Sounds like Lois Lerner from the IRS. We haven't done anything wrong. So we're just going to certify this. Uh, and if the and, sheriff puts his finger in the wind and politically feels like, hey, they haven't really done anything wrong, I don't dare exercise my political capital on this because not enough citizens care, who's at fault? The group that says they've done nothing wrong in the deep state? Uh, the whistleblower that tried to get it done? The sheriff that will or will not investigate? Or the people? I submit the people. When we come back, we'll talk about these very weighty issues in greater detail. For example, do we even need 12-person juries? The Supreme Court says no, Sheriff. We'll talk about that coming up as well. And then we got solutions. I've got things you individuals can do. We the people can do to make a difference. We'll talk about it all in seconds. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. CSPOA.org. God save our republic. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for November the 29th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two. 
Hour one, simulcast with Bridie on TV. Hour two, believe it or not, not on TV, but it is on Bridie on radio. It is on the Loving Liberty Radio Networks. It is syndicated all across the country. It is on several AM and FM radio stations across the country. And our goal to promote God, family, and country and protect life, liberty, and property. Last hour, give us a little bit of time. We'll have it up where you can watch it and or listen to it. Sheriff Richard Mack was with me, and uh, we talked about what's going on in Arizona. They have literally committed fraud in your face, folks. A government big enough to give you everything you, quote, need is also big enough to take everything you have. And now what they've taken from us is our elections. Yeah, the Cochise County, Arizona Board of Supervisors has refused to certify the election results. That's one out of 15 counties. In Mojave County, Republicans, they delayed the action, but then they turned around and voted for it. You wonder why? Well, Ron Gould tells you why. He was threatened with arrest if he didn't vote yes to certify the vote. That's fraud in your face, folks. Doesn't he have the right to vote yes or no? If he doesn't have the choice, why even have a vote, ladies and gentlemen? Bill Gates, chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, confirmed that he had to go into hiding. He's so scared now because the people are livid. When you have an attorney general assistant letter, to Maricopa County, Arizona, it's regarding the 2022 General Election Administration, literally bringing up serious concerns. When you have Maricopa County certifying the elections after citizens are irate, when you have a Republican gubernatorial candidate, Carrie Lake, saying, look, <laughs> this is problems because the tabulators and the machines were not working. Voters were disenfranchised to the point where Charlie Kirk highlighted the fact that based on the testimony it's very safe to assume that among quote 223 voting centers in the county 200 people per polling center were disenfranchised that's a total if you figured out of over 44,000 people it would change the outcomes of several elections including the one that Katie Hobbs has conflict of interest in um, it's too much we're going to talk about that more I'm going to skip to another topic and then come back to the election fraud because I believe the topics are related. You've got government that doesn't care what you think anymore on any level, from the local county level all the way to your, quote, international government level. They are giving you, me, we the people the bird. They don't give a rip what you or I think, and they don't care. They used to pull their shenanigans, the deep state in secret. Now they're in your face. What are you going to do about it? And I mentioned we want to go to the sheriffs, and they have authority when they're elected, and they swear their oath to office. But their power comes from we the people, and if we don't give them the mojo they need or deserve, the sheriff can't do much either. Let me give you an example to make the point. You think 12 jurors are too many? Of course not. That's the standard our founding fathers put forward. That's the standard that we've had forever. Well, now they say 12 jurors are too many. Supremes rewrite constitutional amendment continues to undermine judicial proceedings, right? Bob Unruh, WND.com. A public interest law team, that's the Rutherford Institute, Sheriff Mack, just so you know, is warning now that the U.S. Supreme Court has gone into dangerous territory, now denying defendants in criminal cases their right to a jury of 12 people. Okay? The Sixth Amendment serves as an anecdote to the abuses of the American, quote, police state, ensuring that when the people are accused of a crime, 
They know what they're being charged with. They have a speedy, a fair trial, a right to a lawyer, a right to a jury, the right to face their accusers, all that gone. Blackstone wrote, quote, no person could be found guilty of a serious crime unless the truth of every accusation was confirmed by a unanimous suffrage of 12 of his equals and neighbors. Well, now that's gone. In 1898, the Supreme Court ruled that the jury referred to the original constitutional and the Sixth Amendment that you'd have 12 jurors, no more, no less. But what they did, Sheriff, is they started whittling away at this a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. Well, you don't really need a jury if it's just a traffic ticket. It's an infraction. It's not criminal or civil, really. It's just an infraction. You don't need... And then they started to go on and on and on. Now they're blatantly saying, we don't even need 12 jurors. So in eight, or in Arizona, there's a case right before them right now where they tried to have eight jurors, and they sued and appealed. And the Supreme Court said, no, nah, eight jurors is fine. Well, what if that 11th guy would have got him off the hook? See, the founding fathers stood for the defense of the innocent. If we're going to err, we're going to make a mistake on the side of the innocent or the side of the um, individual because we don't want to wrongfully convict anybody. Uh, and now this is being shut down by the Supreme Court. This, along with election fraud, Sheriff, they are literally tearing our nation apart by violating every principle they can. And this highlights the truth. So even if we were to get in front of a jury, there's no telling we'd even have 12 jurors to vet the process. There's no, they've destroyed everything we hold dear, dear. Now it's, well, because of COVID, we can't even let you face your accuser anymore. No, sir. We... And, and they go on and on and on. These two are closely related, Sheriff. You violate my ability for the vote in elections, and now you shut down the 12 jurors. The people's last line of defense is getting slaughtered by the deep state, Sheriff. Well, the first question I had is, where did the requirement of 12 come from? I don't, I don't believe there's any constitutional reference to the issue of to the number of how many jurors have to be on. Well, so there's not in the Constitution or the Sixth Amendment, but if you read the Federalist Papers, it's very clear. It's at 12 there. Yeah, yeah. and I'm really asking the question. I don't, yeah, it's a fair I don't question. remember a where that question. came from. But it's been there for hundreds of years. I mean, we've done this already, and if you follow Scalia's suggestion in my, in my ruling, it's that we need to look this from the historical perspective. A historical understanding, the words he used, historical understanding. So if we do that with the jury, let's look at the history of it. And so did the did the Supreme Court say, well, in traffic offenses, then you could have four or five, because I believe Texas does four on on uh, traffic matters. Yeah, and they didn't Arizona, break it down to the Supreme Court because it's focused on this specific case where Arizona, in this one case, just tried to say you could have eight, and this guy appealed and said, no, I'm supposed to have 12, and the Supreme Court said, no, you don't need 12. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't get that. So why don't they just say two then? Uh, the reason why is Why don't they just have want... judge during execution and forget all that? We don't need all those judges well, of course. getting paychecks and everything else. Just fire them all. Of course. Just force everybody to vote guilty and you're done. That's what they did with this uh, election in Arizona. This guy's just forced to vote for the certification of the election. Why not just force all jurors to convict? You just have one of them and we force you to convict. Done. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And why are they messing with that at all? 
uh, is is still mind-boggling to me. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm surprised they didn't say no. That's Arizona's issue. Remand it back to Arizona. But then Arizona has already made a huge mistake and a violation of the Constitution. Here we go again. Uh, Arizona leading the way in unconstitutional acts. And they they don't allow any jury on any traffic matters. And to emphasize it, they made all traffic matters. A traffic ticket is simply a uh, tort. It's just a, it's just a civil matter. Governments don't do civil matters. Okay, if the police are going after you for something, that is not a civil matter. It is a violation of the law issue but they well, you're do spot everything on. but all we got to do now is combine that with asset thing. asset forfeiture call it civil well, asset course. forfeiture yeah. and then right. now you don't have a 12 person jury you've got civil asset forfeiture uh you just don't stand a chance sheriff you're just in a king no. state yeah I'm, I'm afraid that's correct and uh of course we've been fighting that for decades also uh and they just they don't get it uh, well, maybe they do. They get it that they can do anything they want, and nobody's going to stop it. And this time, the Supreme Court went along with them. Uh, the Supreme Court should have said, and while we're at it, you have to have a, provide juries in every action taken against a citizen by the government. That requires a jury. Because, Sam, the Seventh Amendment even says in civil matters of any value of the, of the controversy – over twenty dollars, a uh, a jury shall be enjoyed by the accused. It's yeah, but now be. that we got inflation, we can just make that number whatever we want, sheriff. Don't worry about that. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> See, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Folks, look, do you know what the word of the year is according to the uh, latest Webster dictionary, sheriff? You know how they come out with the word of the year? The word of the year. Yeah, do you know what no, it is? I, uh, they just came out with it yesterday. No, what? sir. It's gaslighting. And so oh, I've talked about government gaslighting, you see. Gaslighting is when it's a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or persons, a group, uh, is where they sow the seeds of doubt of everything you know. They target you, making you question your own memory, make you question the facts makes you question your own perception and or judgment on a given topic. We got government gaslighting going on on every topic under the sun. I complain about 12-person juries, and they go, that's a figment of your imagination, Sam. You probably believe in birtherism, don't you? Yeah, you think Donald Trump is like a god, huh? Wow. Gaslighting, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about that when it comes to cash, and we'll do it in seconds on your radio. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. 
Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. All right, Sheriff Mack and Sam Bushman on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So now they're literally trying to get rid of cash, Sheriff. They want to move towards a cashless society, my friend. Oh, so yeah. imagine that. No jury for you. Election fraud everywhere. And no cash for you. They'll use the ESG. The Chinese government score, you know, you don't rate very well, Sheriff. You've been kind of a thorn in the side of the deep state for a long time. And now that they've given the whole nation the bird over election fraud, they don't care. Now they're just going to start hauling you off and no jury for you, buddy. Or me. Well, it's been a problem in Arizona about the jury thing for a long time. I've taught about this in my classes. And I actually called a a, a, a congressman. In fact, he was the head guy. You remember uh, Rusty Bowers? Yes. Well, he was the one. It testified against uh, Trump, saying that Trump called him on Sunday after he got home from church to ask him not to to uh, certify the election in Arizona. Of course, he didn't record any of that. You get a call from the president of the United States and you don't record it. And ultimately, uh, Rusty Bowers, uh, very entrenched in politics in Arizona for the last 20, 25 years. In fact, he was the Speaker of the House, uh, was defeated by Dave uh, Farnsworth, uh, two to one. Uh, and so, uh, Rusty Bowers is no longer, uh, in Arizona politics, but I called him, uh, when I was a school teacher and I said, my class was talking about the violations in Arizona of the constitution. And I was wondering if you could respond why Arizona thinks it's allowed to, uh, disallow a citizen to have a jury trial on traffic matters and why you moved uh, them to uh, becoming a civil matter. And when government takes action against you, that's not civil. If my neighbor uh, does something to me, that's civil. If he wants to sue me over my fence or I've done something wrong or I violated some of his privacy or whatever else, he can sue me civilly. He can't arrest me. 
But the government now has arrest authority, and you, you've done this, and, and this is kind of crazy. He goes, so he says, well, I'll get back to you. So I even call him another time after that because he never did. And this is how Arizona is. This is how the, this is how Michigan is. This is how government is, and they simply uh, do not follow the rules or laws or the Constitution anymore, even the ones like Rusty Bowers who claim to be a constitutionalist. Uh, and so I, I, I'm just flabbergasted by all of this, Sam. I still am. I still simply do not get it that the rule book is so ignored and so trampled upon uh, by our public officials. Well, let me tell you what, and, I don't get even beyond that. Even after it's yeah, all sorry. trampled on by our public officials, we want to blame the Constitution of our given general government and the state, so federal and state constitutions. We want to act like that's the problem for some reason. Why do we want to shoot the messenger, Sheriff? Well, <laughs> of course the messenger gets shot because he's uh, exposing them publicly. But they don't care that they're exposed anymore, Sam. They know they're going to be protected. They do not care, and that's why, you know, they give us all the bird. They don't care. They know now for a fact that they can get away with murder. They can get away with anything, and that's the plan. It's not all only part that, of if you get crazy, we'll just throw another COVID on you and have a lockdown and just shut you right up oh, and yeah. stick you in your house with Netflix. That's what we'll do oh. to you, citizen. <laughs> Yeah, that's coming. That's on its way, and China's doing it right now, and they're getting a lot of uh, protests. Millions of people are protesting that they're trying to lock down again in China. So uh, it, it's going to – I can't believe that uh, many more of them haven't been shot and uh, and even may, perhaps worse. But uh, it, it's – that's coming to America, Sam, as if it hasn't already in some uh, degree – but it's coming because they're going to try that again, uh, and it's coming uh, very soon. It's going to be the airlines are going to have to decide if they're going to go along with the FCC and, I mean, the FAA, and they're going to have to decide uh, because I'm not going to do it again. Uh, I will not get on a plane where they're hounding me uh, to put on my mask or to put it over my nose. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And so – uh, I'll be driving to meetings or I won't be going to meetings. Uh, it's just not going to happen for me again. And uh, I, I guess I guess for my 70th anniversary, uh, I will not be taking a trip to Hawaii. Uh, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, maybe maybe they got a boat that will take me that uh, won't require that. Uh, but I'm not doing it anymore. And and uh, I shouldn't have done it as much as I did last time. Uh, but, you know, because there were other brave people, braver than I, that, that didn't go along. And some of it I just thought was stupid. But uh, I'm, I'm not going to go along with their stupidity. I'm not going to go along with their tyranny. And, again, the sheriffs could have stopped all of that. And I'm still perplexed as, as to why the sheriffs, along with all these other uh, public officials, make excuses as to why they will not stand for liberty uh, and I still will. I, I, I'm not blaming him, but I'm still a little bit surprised that that Mr. Gould in uh, Mojave County just simply didn't say, "I'm voting no. Come and arrest me." Amen. I think that would have been much more powerful. Maybe it's pretty powerful though to say I'm voting yes under duress. 
That's pretty powerful, too, in his defense, though. He's simply saying, hey, you're not going to arrest me over this, but I'm going to put on the record that I'm under dress. I'm being forced to do this. And which, which solution has more validity or power? I'm not sure at this point. Uh, from a legal point of view, if you will, you know, I understand your point, but from a legal point of view, nobody has to wonder. Nobody in the meeting asked him how or why or anything. They just did. Oh, okay, good. Well, it's four to nothing then. And yeah, you know, but that even adds more to the weight of a lawsuit at some point, possibly saying, Hey, no one else even had the guts to stand up on this. And time will tell. Well, I'm making a call today to the Mojave County Sheriff's office and I'm going to ask them uh, why there was a crime announcement. Uh, on uh, publicly at the meeting and uh, what's going on about it. Of course, you know, maybe I need to have Steve Tuminella make that because I don't live there. I'm not a constituent. He's a, I don't answer to you, which would be true. But, yeah, but then I'll call from the media point of view and say, we're digging into this, my friend. So if he wants to play that game, I'll call as the media and then Steve will call who well, lives maybe you need, Maybe huh. you need to make the call, but I'm going to ask Steve Tuminella about it too. I think we all three should make the call. Somebody who lives there. Uh, somebody who's yep. interested in the state from the state and somebody who's in the media. We can do all the above. And that's what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I submit to you the reason we don't have any accountability and the reason we don't have transparency is because the people aren't engaged and involved enough. And as long as we have bread and circus, uh, in many cases, blood and circus, we're not going to have more people involved until they start to, you know what, feel the pain. They'll start to see the light. And sadly, that's what we're up against. The sheriff has a lot of power. But look at Darleaf in in Michigan. He's already been investigating election fraud for a couple of years now. And now he's got to defend himself against lawsuits. Where's the money going to come from for that? Where's his constituents that could have helped him in this latest election get more people who would stand with him? The people have been derelict in their duty. And the only uh, action left that I can see is for Americans to start moving to counties where we can get a greater concentration of Americans who care, Americans who believe in liberty, and Americans who will stand together, Sheriff. Well, you know, I've said that. You and I have talked about that for probably over a decade, and I agree. We're going to continue to be so fragmented that none of our staunch constitutional support means anything anywhere. Um, uh, you know, they talk about the three percenters that can really change everything. That's baloney. A three percent cannot do it. Three percent may have been the ones actually fighting in the Revolutionary War. That's where you get the three percent. But it was not three percent of the people that supported the the war. It was at least a third. John, John Adams gave that. He said a third supported the king, the colonists. A third supported the king. A third didn't care. Leave me alone. I don't care. I don't want to either side. I just want to be left alone and have my beers on the weekend and do my job and be with my family. That's it. I don't care. And then a third totally supported the Revolutionary War. So this three percenter thing, it may have been three percent of the people that actually were in the army, but it was not three percent that supported the original war. That's that's bogus. Uh, it's going to take more people than 3%. Sometimes I feel like we are only 3%. The people who really care about the Constitution, I believe that's about 2 or 3% of the entire population. I don't believe we have even that have, many, Sheriff. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because you take if you the look best at all county the in the country, and how many of these citizens are really willing to stand together? Hey, we got a surprise guest coming up in seconds. 
We also All are going right. to do a Q&A on the CSPOA, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people have been asking questions, Sheriff. We'll address it directly, shall we? Sure. We'll do it all in seconds, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, hard-hitting, nationally syndicated radio talk show. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Cryptocurrency lender BlockFi Incorporated filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on Monday following FTX into the abyss and amplifying the effects that the failure of the crypto exchange has unleashed. 61-year-old Representative Donald McEachin, the Democrat from Virginia, died Monday night from complications due to rectal cancer. A former lawyer who represented Richmond in the Virginia State Legislature was elected to Congress in 2016. McEachin's House seat will remain vacant until Governor Glenn Youngkin schedules a special election to replace him. Before his death, he stressed the importance of early detection. I can't stress to you enough the importance of early detection. After claiming victory earlier in the year for resolving the railroad union labor dispute, the fact is he has not. President Biden now called on Congress to pass legislation that would avert a railroad shutdown by imposing a contract that members at four railroad unions had rejected. The move could end a long-running dispute between the country's biggest freight railroads and more than 115,000 workers that threaten to strike as soon as next week. What to do with all the leftovers from Thanksgiving? Katie Lewis from our Midwest Bureau has some good advice. Federal health officials say it's probably time to toss out any Thanksgiving leftovers still sitting in the fridge. The Department of Health and Human Services points to the Monday after Thanksgiving as the last day to safely eat refrigerated food following the holiday. For the first time in 38 years, volcano Mauna Loa in Hawaii started spewing late Sunday, shooting fountains of magma up to 200 feet in the air. The lava is not posing an imminent threat to downslope communities, but it can affect air travel. We are USA Radio News. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur. Let's make sure your current payroll provider isn't overcharging you, shall we? First, go to your payroll provider's website to see what you're currently paying. Oh, what's that? You can't clearly see your pricing because your vendor is running a temporary sale or making you call for a free quote? (laughs) That's unfortunate. If you go to PatriotSoftware.com, you will instantly see our payroll pricing for companies with 1 to 100 employees. Well, there you go. At least now you know what you should be paying for payroll. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live in the roundtable now. The good sheriff, Richard Mack, founder of the CSPOA. 
Also, we have Sheriff Scott Williams. He's the elected sheriff of uh, Coryell County, Texas. Uh, welcome, Sheriff Williams. Glad to be here. All right. Um, I want to talk about people have a lot of questions about the future of the CSPOA. So I got the future for the CSPOA Q&A, which we're going to do right now really quick because a lot of people have questions, and I'm afraid people feel like they're not getting the answers they want. So you got Sheriff Mack, myself, sitting Sheriff Scott Williams with us. Um, the CSPOA sheriff has grown exponentially, Sheriff Mack. And as a result, you traveled well over 100,000 miles last year. And now the demand is even greater than it was. This change of me becoming the CEO of CSPOA and handling the day-to-day operations does not mean that you're gone, does not mean that you're out, does not mean that you won't train, does not mean that there's an issue or a fight or a problem in the CSPOA. It means none of those things. What it means is, is that we need people to handle the growth. So we're creating an advisory board with Sheriff Mack. We'll chair that board. He's the founder of the CSPOA still, and he's heavily involved. He's working on writing a book. Uh, he's also taken a new position that warrants this with frontline doctors helping that organization get the word out and promote what they're doing. Because remember, they're trying to steal our freedoms uh, really with regards to our health. That's where they're starting the attacks, if you will. So Sheriff Mack is helping frontline doctors with that. But he's also with the CSPOA, but he's ha- he's decided that the day-to-day stuff, you know what, guys like me and Tanya and others can handle the advisory board can handle while Richard helps with some of these other things as well. This is a growth proposition, nothing more. It's not that you're stepping away. Sheriff, why don't you speak to that really quick? Hopefully this will solve a lot of problems, answer a lot of questions, alleviate people's concerns and fears, Sheriff. Yeah, that's great. And, and uh, Sheriff Williams, uh, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. And it's, uh, there's one big time friend and supporter that we've had for the CSPOA the last couple of years, and that's Sheriff Scott Williams from Coryell County, Texas. And it's a it's a pleasure to be with you always, uh, Scott. Thanks so much for all you do. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, and and I don't know how familiar Sheriff Williams is with all this, Sam, but uh, uh, the, just a little bit of reorganization going on. And there's no question that I have taken a position with uh, AFLDS, uh, American Frontline Doctors, uh, and not because I have uh, any expertise in the medical field, but because I have expertise uh, with uh, negotiations and with people and with what's really going on. And so, um, uh, and and the two really coincide, the sheriffs and the doctors who believe in medical freedom. I mean, that's a that's a match made in heaven. Uh, but both of us are doing the same thing, and that is uh, pursuing principles of liberty and trying to get government out of our jobs and out of our lives and that the, the American people uh, would be able to turn to uh, medical doctors and sheriffs that believe in liberty. Uh, and so uh, we really hope to uh, strengthen both of those entities and in the work that they share in creating liberty as far as and this is really going to help sheriffs this is really going to help sheriffs though understand the frontline doctors points and when doctors are threatened with arrest or losing their license their sheriff can stand in the gap this is an attempt to make that happen ladies and gentlemen we're dealing with election fraud we're dealing with frontline doctors and covid covid's not the latest or not the, the end 
all of this. They're going to continue violating our health, violating physicians' rights. And uh, this is an attempt for us to be involved there in a meaningful way. This is not an attempt to back away at all, Sheriff Mack. No, and I hope it does uh, provide some strength. And uh, as I mentioned, Sheriff Williams, uh, I'm going to expect Sheriff Williams and uh, other uh, staunch constitutional sheriffs to fill in the gap uh, with uh, doing presentations. Uh, And and Sheriff Williams has already been a speaker at several of our seminars. And uh, we want uh, other sheriffs besides him uh, to fill the gap is that uh, I might be leaving with with uh, some of the meetings I won't be able to attend. Right now, I plan to attend them all, uh, but uh, I've got, you know, if, if I have a conflict and I've got to get to a meeting with AFLDS, then I can say, hey, Scott, uh, I mean, sorry, uh, Sheriff Williams, <laughs> I need you to stand in for me and, uh, and uh, do my presentation for me. And so Sheriff Williams has already proved that he's very good at uh, uh, public speaking and presentations, and the crowds love him. And I will tell you, quite frankly, uh, I think his message is one of the best in the entire country. It Amen. really is. Now, one thing for people to understand is one criticism we've been receiving is, yeah, Richard Mack went at the Supreme Court 25 years ago, but he's not even a sitting sheriff anymore. You know, he's an, you know it's been a long time ago. Um, what about real sheriffs? And what about, you know, well, all right, what if we have Sheriff Mack be our founder and sit on our board and help us with frontline doctors stopping the freight train running over physicians trying to get ivermectin for their citizenry? Uh, and what about sheriffs helping there while we work on election fraud? And how about if we then have sitting sheriffs do our training too? Will that solve that criticism? Will that answer that? Um, ladies and gentlemen, they claim that we uh, act like the sheriff's a god figure. And that he, what about sitting sheriffs addressing that issue instead of Richard Mack or Sam Bushman? What about sitting sheriffs speaking to the people and involved in those trainings and answering those questions? And so this is an attempt to, to set us up for growth. And we're building a, an advisory board. There'll be several people on that board making a big difference to guide us. We're going to be working on election issues. That's not going to go away, folks. We're going to work on frontline doctor issues for health care. Sheriff, go ahead. You did say sitting sheriffs, right? Sitting yeah. Sheriffs. Okay, sitting, good. meaning currently elected as Sheriff Williams <laughs> is right now. Yeah. Okay. Now, you, you, you could take that and say, uh, like that uh, old Walmart commercial about ship your pants. We're not talking about that. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Well, well <laughs> I, I want to hear from – well, first of all, yeah, let's hear from. let's hear from what him. But I, I want to make this that? very clear. The third issue we're going to take on, though – is asset forfeiture issues because this civil asset forfeiture has gotten out of control and most sheriffs realize this is a problem. So we're going to be taking on more issues and we need people to handle all these things, folks. We're just growing so quickly. Uh, the posse is growing the, uh, and we need S-I-T-T-I-N-G. Uh, I feel like a cheerleader, Sheriff. Sheriffs <laughs> who will take elected sheriffs, maybe would be the better word, um, like Sheriff Williams to help shoulder that load. Sheriff Williams. Oh, absolutely. I would uh, very much welcome it. You know, uh, um, I just had an interview with another uh, affiliate, and uh, they were very much alluding to the fact that this is a right-wing radical, you know, issue, this, that, and the other. And uh, 
my explanation to him, I said, I, well, my question to him was, why wouldn't you want your chief law enforcement officer to protect your constitutional rights? And that's the whole thing, whether it's medical, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's just mentoring people, whether it's just spreading a message and educating folks, that, that's that's the main issue here. So, because, unfortunately, ignorance of a subject will make you fall victim to a, to an individual or group of individuals that would seek to take advantage of you. Amen. So what about a former sheriff, Brad Rogers, current a county commissioner what about a guy like that doing the training who sat in the sheriff's position for a long time as well what about sheriff williams a currently elected sheriff what about sheriff darleaf a currently elected sheriff what about educators like chris ann hall and michael perutka and others carrying on what about constitutional scholars such as myself and we round out this training Right now, when we only have Sheriff Mack do the training, we can only be in one place at one time. He traveled over 100,000 miles last year alone. How can we spread the load and train in more places than one at a time? And how can we decrease the distance for travel for people? Okay, when it's in Texas or, you know, the southern states, a Sheriff Williams. If it's the, you know, Michigan, kind of a northern, you got Michael Peruka. You've got Darleaf. If it's out west, you've got Sheriff Mack, Sam Bushman, many, many others. What about our state directors that can train and be involved in meaningful ways? This is a growth program, ladies and gentlemen. Now, people are saying, well, is Richard Mack not going to train anymore? He's still going to train. He's still going to be around. He's involved in every way. There's no breach in the CSPOA whatsoever. Don't let the enemies get to you and try to divide and conquer us. Understand this is a growth effort. Why am I so involved now? Who am I, Sam Bushman? Well, number one, I've been involved since the beginning. But it's not me alone. It's this board. It's Sheriff Mack leading that board. It's me running the day-to-day with Tanya Benson's help, who's been involved from the beginning as well. This is a growth plan, relying on our state directors more. This is not a Richard Mack's gone and the organization's going away plan. This is a growth effort, and I think the sheriffs are delighted about it. I think that we, the people, have work to do. Let's get the funding we need and be about it, Sheriff Mack. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the funding is a, is a key component of all of this and uh, always has been. Um, how do you have a national convention without funding? So we want to we wanna take it to the next level. I believe that we will. And I believe that sheriffs like Sheriff Williams will be helping us do this. And he's been helping in the past. And uh, we just hope that he does more. Uh, we hope he gets reelected as many times as he wants. And and that his wife will put up with and, <laughs> and she's, a, she's a great lady and um uh, we've become very good friends with uh sheriff williams wife denise and and uh we appreciate the relationship we have and we want to strengthen that relationship and we want to make other sheriffs across the country just like sheriff williams and sheriff hargrove and sheriff songer and sheriff leaf and uh, and many others who are have been with us for quite some time sheriff clinton and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sheriff Clinton. And and so we, we want to we want to what, prove to people that the sheriffs really are on board and we want the sheriffs that really are on board to get more sheriffs to be on board. Now, when Richard that came to what, me and said he wanted to do this thing, I said, Sheriff, I'm not even I'm not even a law enforcement guy. No one's going to listen to me. 
He said, yeah, I know, Sam, but you know what? You have been involved in and ran operations for the CSPOA this whole time anyways. There's nobody better but you. And I, I have to agree that at least from understanding the CSPOA and the inner workings and, and uh, being trained by Sheriff Mack for literally 10-plus years myself, I guess that makes sense from an operational or a day-to-day CEO point of view. But I said I'll only do it on, on a couple of conditions. Number one, Tanya stays with me, and Sheriff Mack, you still stay around and are involved, and that these sitting I should say elected sheriffs uh, are willing to uh, stay aboard and be with us. And to a man, everyone that I've called and talked to about this, they say, I'm in. I love it. This is great. This needs to happen. These sheriffs are queued up and ready to go, Sheriff Williams. And there's more than just you. You've got buddies in the field now that will be able to speak out boldly. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. And real quick to touch on yourself not being in law enforcement but i will tell you this though sam being an effective leader a competent leader that individual will surround themselves with very competent people and i believe the the sheriff's not you know bragging on myself or anything like that but i believe the the pool of sheriffs that have gotten very involved with this cspoa uh are very competent come from every walk of life every region in the state and in the United States for that matter. And you have that much diversity and that much uh, commitment and, and education, whether it be from a book or from the street, it, it gives you a, a good base to organize us and move us in a direction that will educate the American people and our fellow sheriffs and our fellow chiefs of police and get them moving in the right direction. You know, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, there's been so much negative press and not to give them any uh, airtime, but, you know, folks have tried so hard to tear this apart and it can't be done. All I've seen since my beginnings with it it has it has gotten stronger and stronger and stronger and it's not it's not growing you know like you know one and done you know it's not just a a fluke it's it's something that has been slow strong and steadily growing that the root system is fantastic and i believe that this thing's going to do nothing but just take off because people want to know that their sheriffs and their doctors and their election officials, that everybody's holding that line so that we can live the American dream, that we can have that liberty. And that's just my stance on it, and I'm sorry to rattle so long, but that's just where I'm at. I love it, Sheriff Mack. Yeah, he's uh, living proof, uh, Sheriff Williams, uh, just what he said, uh, that uh, the CSPOA is working, uh, and if people were to really look at every uh, potential solution out there that they would donate to, like another Republican running uh, for office or uh, (laughs) some other national organization that's trying to say the second amendment or uh, free speech foundation or whatever, um, the AFLDS, look at any and all of these Uh, possibilities for creating a peaceful and effective solution in America. The way that the Second Amendment groups are successful is if the sheriff stands up for the Second Amendment. That is the greatest success that they could possibly have. Even uh, Larry Pratt, 
with Gun Owners of America. He got very involved with us because he saw the potential of saving the Second Amendment through every sheriff in this country. And indeed, the sheriffs of this country have made a huge difference on the Second Amendment. And they have been united in that. If we can get the sheriff united in uh, election integrity and uh, freedom of speech and the right to peaceably assemble and the right of the American people to be left alone and to stand, have the sheriff stand against the crimes and abuse of the IRS. You want to take back America? Then let's focus on the solution that will help every one of the other solutions that are out there. The sheriff getting involved in, and standing in the gap is the solution for every other uh, group that's out there. And politicians, if you can trust a politician, go ahead and donate to them. But uh, I don't see where we trust any of them. The money that should be, instead of going to elections, should be going to your sheriff, should be going to your sheriff standing in the gap and becoming a Sheriff Scott Williams. And a, a lot sheriff. of the sheriffs want to do investigations, but they're wondering, as Darleaf uh, explained on the radio uh, with us several months ago, Sheriff, they want to do the investigations, but where the heck is the support for it going to come from? The financing, et cetera, exactly. et cetera. They've got their hands full. And, ladies and gentlemen, I want to be very clear. I don't know that I'm the right leader. You know, a, a real leader doesn't always know if he's the right guy. He just knows he'll do his best, right? I don't know that I'm the perfect guy. There's a lot of you that are probably smarter, faster, better than me in so many ways. But I will tell you this. My talents are to organize people. My talents are to act as traffic cop on the radio and the TV to kind of help everybody kind of deliver what they need to. Uh, my uh, expertise is in taking on the media. And, uh, you know, at our conference back in July and at our um, Freedom Fest event, you know, there was some media that was kind of giving us a little bit of harassment. And I, I, I had to run the lady off. She was abusing the sheriffs and they wanted to be polite to her. But I just said, look, we're not tolerating this anymore. So I've made the media retract over and over and over and over again. I was with Sheriff Mack when even the Southern Poverty Law Center attacked us. We made them literally retract, and then they were too afraid to debate the issue with me publicly. Uh, so, you know, my skills are in organizing people. My skills are in radio and TV and the media and having them eat their words because I don't back down, and I'm not afraid of the media. You know what? I stand on constitutional principles. I stand with God, family, and country. So what I want to do is bring my talents to the table. And then I want to surround myself with people like Sheriff Williams, like Sheriff Richard Mack, like Sheriff Darleaf, like Sheriff Bob Songer, like Chris Ann Hall, like Michael Pruka, constitutional attorneys. And we're getting some experts in business who have ran big multi-million dollar businesses involved as well. And if I surround myself with these people and I just kind of act as the traffic cop and they do all the real heavy lifting, then I can just sit in the background and smile and say Sheriff Mack's vision will be accomplished. We will grow. We will scale to meet that growth. And the county sheriff America's last hope will become real, backed by the American people. And that's what we intend to do. Sheriff Mack? Well, I, I agree. And that was a great explanation, Sam. And I, I you know, I, it's going to take people from all walks of life to do this. And we have not focused just on sheriffs. We focused on other police. We focused on county commissioners we focused on judges and we have focused on constitutional attorneys and we're really grateful for the relationship that we've had with some of those people uh, and and then we've also focused on just the american people uh, they could be teachers they could be housewives 
they could be engineers, uh, they, they could be pilots. It doesn't matter what walk of life. Everybody is concerned this, uh, about uh, the freedom issues going on. Uh, 71% of the American people believe our country is headed in the wrong direction. Uh, we have people getting very concerned about that. We have people very concerned about the election fraud, especially out here in Arizona. Uh, and people want to get involved, and they're joining our posse. And whether they join the posse or not, they're getting involved in this solution because it is the only peaceful and effective solution out there. And when you look at sheriffs like Sheriff Williams and Sheriff Hargrove and other sheriffs who have joined us and really uh, had this conversion in their hearts to the Constitution, then you'll see the change that can be made and that people uh, absolutely have some place to turn, to turn to a constitutional sheriff who will stand for them and help them when they're being abused by government. So what let's a take great a real solution. example right now, Sheriff Mack. We've got Sheriff Scott Williams with us. He's a currently elected sheriff right now. He's on your radio with a CSPOA, CSPOA.org. Uh, I don't know if you know, but in Arizona, there is a man, at Sheriff Williams, and this man, uh, his name is Ron Gould, and he was threatened with arrest if he didn't vote to certify the Mojave County, Arizona election. He says, I'm voting yes, so I don't get arrested under duress. Wow. He's on he's on the he's on the board of supervisors. He's a county commissioner. And in, in and on his vote, instead of just voting, he said, I was gonna vote no, but I've been threatened with arrest and that I'll be charged with a felony if I vote no. So I am voting yes under duress. What would you do at Who that was point? the arresting agent? They he didn't say. We don't know he yet. We're working on threatened. that. Richard Mash could be reaching out to the sheriff of that county to get kind of a handle on what the heck. But we have the soundbite of him. Uh, we played it last hour, a video of him uh, literally saying this. So it's not debatable. It's a fact. Uh, but how do you handle something like that, Sheriff? To me, you got to investigate who the heck made that threat. You can't do that. Oh, absolutely. you got to get to the bottom of it. I mean, if you're uh, – that's coercion at its best. I mean, uh, I've seen criminal cases here in Texas thrown out because an officer threatened a guy or a gal with a suspect if you will with the threat of arrest if you don't do this or that well that's coercion and you know so they say we talk about election fraud without evidence and now we literally have coercion in public sheriff yes that that's absolute coercion the threat of arrest if you don't do this that or the other is uh that's that's coercion i mean that's textbook so, ladies and gentlemen, this is an example. We're going to get elected current sitting sheriffs to address these issues head on. And the power of that is going to get other sheriffs to have the mojo to stand up as well. Uh, you know, sheriffs don't want to be alone. Sheriffs want their citizens behind them, and they want other sheriffs behind them to talk through these things, to work through these things, to stand together. And the CSPOA is going to take this to the next level. Uh, Sheriff Williams, and then Mac to round it out. Well, um, just like you said there, Sam, um, you know, just here in Texas alone, we have, you know, uh, well over 100, I would imagine by now, um, sheriffs that are members of the CSPOA, which is fantastic. Um, but the way I look at it, what the CSPOA has done is 
taking like-minded sheriffs, liberty-minded, constitution, God-loving sheriffs, and from all over the United States and brought us together. I mean, you're talking about through the heartland, all every corner of the United States, there are sheriffs that will call and talk to each other, have been to several conferences and, and teachings that will stand shoulder to shoulder because of the CSPOA has brought us together. And, you know, my dream is your dream, and it's to grow this to where we are very effective in uh, slowing a tyrannical government. Sheriff Max, sir, go ahead and take us home. Amen to that. I can't say it any better than what Sheriff Williams just said. And he's living proof that what the CSPOE is doing uh, is working. We just need to, once again, make it bigger, better, and faster. And that will come through funding. And we we beg everybody in the country to look at this and help fund this. Let's make the CSPOA and this constitutional sheriff protection movement, let's make it bigger, better, and faster right now. And let's have every citizen be a part of this. We America will not survive with just 3%. We've got to get a lot more people involved in this process. We're talking about a bright future for the CSPOA Q&A, ladies and gentlemen, to help you understand what we're doing and why. This is a growth effort, and we need your help. Become a member of the Posse, CSPOA.org today. And I also want to mention that we're going to be relying a lot on our state directors. You haven't heard about them a whole lot in the past. You will going forward. Trust you me. Thanks so much for all that you do, Sheriff Williams. God bless you, sir. And a Sheriff Mac, thank you. God bless you too, sir. And to both of you, thanks so much. And we, the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. But boy, how did we got a road to hoe? God, family, and country's where it's at, people. We declare this nation shall endure. LovingLiberty.net for incredible talk radio around the clock. And God save the Republic of the United States of America.